email your friends and let them know I'm on early today because it's it's the strangest thing. It can be it it can be cold in the morning with the air conditioner on. I mean, cold with people trying to cover up and and all of that. Wearing jackets like some are right now, uh, but those jackets will come off this afternoon. It's it's the strangest thing. Uh, and um, um, because what happens is, is I mean, it's cold in here right now, and I just got through exercising and everything, and I'm not breaking a sweat with the one air condition we have. And uh, but we have an air condition in the back that's not working. And so uh, I want to invite my friends, I thank the Lord for all of the folks who stand with us and support us, including all of my children. But uh, if you're watching me right now, we need an air conditioning to buy it and to put it in, uh, have the, uh, the right people to put it in. Uh, uh, it's going to cost about $1,800. And as far as I'm concerned, you can email me and contact us at Gospel Light Society. Uh, my personal email is dw3 at Gospel Light Society International. Uh, if you need to text me, I, I'll give you that as well. Uh, but what I am encouraging you to do, we thank the Lord for those who do stand with us. Uh, but the money goes right on into the ministry as soon as it comes in and the work. And so uh, we're in need of a, uh, an air condition. And we have the people who can get the air condition and put it in for us perfectly. And, but it's going to be about $1,800 to do that. The air condition is going to be about $1,400 and the labor $300 to $400, something like that. Uh, things have gone up since la last year when we put this air condition in. So it may be around 2000 now. I don't know. But if God has blessed you with some money and you appreciate what we do here and what we have done here by the grace of God, uh, you can... Uh, uh, there are multiple ways that you can give the money. Cash App, uh, PayPal, uh, Linmo, I think it's called. And um, uh, we would really appreciate that. That way we can have the air condition on in the back and cut the air condition on in the front, uh, cut it off in the front so that you can hear. With that said, my beloved, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus.
family, friends, and foes. And yes, even foes in the family. Jesus talked about you. Jesus warned us about you. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service, family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible. Episode number 537, if you will, where I read the Holy Bible. with an emphasis on Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows you, allows us to read the whole Bible as a single story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history today my beloved we are reading 2nd Chronicles chapter 6 verses 33 through 42 now I have instructed my producer of this podcast for you and it's hard for her to do uh, we're not supposed to do this according to the chronological Bible, but uh, I like it this way. It's, it's more difficult to do, but I told her, I've instructed her to shorten the verses to a, a certain number uh, so that you can really get a hold of it because we're not in a rush. We're not in a rush. And, uh, and so, um, I love the pace that we can go at with the shorter segments. Second Chronicles chapter 6, verses 33 through 42. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise you and we thank you for your holy word. And we pray that you would grant us your energy, your humility, your strength, your might, your grace, and the power of your Holy Spirit to read your holy word, to understand it and to comprehend it and to use it in our lives, to apply it to our lives, and to obey it. We praise you and we thank you for the earlier prayer meeting. And Lord, we pray that much fruit would come from those prayers that were prayed. Not only for this day, but for days in the future. Holy Father God, uh, we pray that you would grant me your energy, strength, unction, and anointing to 
read your holy word, to pray, to teach your holy word, to preach your holy word. And we pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved. Lord God in heaven, Lord, I never thought I would be uh, led to emphasize this, but Lord, obviously many people in the church today have been slipped a mickey and they just are not saved. As I have been praying, Lord, for my wife, Marika White, she's, I believe, one of them, and Lord, I have some other family members on both sides who are church-going, both sides of our family, who are church-going, very faithful, and work hard in the church, uh, but they have been conditioned by the devil to be religious and lost. I am convinced this is the reason why so many marriages have been destroyed and ended in divorce. I praise you and I thank you for your miracle working power. There's no human reason why my wife Marika, Marika White and I should still be married after 34 years. But she's in here today religiously helping me in the ministry as she's done for the past 34 years and at times tried to hinder the ministry um, but she's here today and by your grace we have been married for over 34 years and uh, I'm convinced she does not fully understand how that a person who has been faithful in uh, in church could be lost and on their way to a devil's hell. I am convinced that that is the situation with her. And I pray that your Holy Ghost would fall down mightily upon her heart and help her to be the one to humble down and to see it for herself. Open her blinded eyes and stop her deaf ears. Do the same for my mother and my two sisters. Lord, I thank you that my, my dad got saved through the preaching of Billy Graham. I believe my little brother got saved, and both of them now are in heaven, and uh, Lord, I look forward to seeing uh, them again, and I pray for my mother and my two sisters to realize their lost condition and to cease their disobedience and to get saved by your grace. I pray for all of my offspring to examine themselves and to see whether or not they be in the faith. I know some are. I have my questions about some and, uh, and my doubts. But Lord, you know all. And so Lord, uh, for some reason you've led me to emphasize this because of the fallout of years of false pastors and false preachers who are more concerned about entertaining people and getting money than preaching the gospel to people. And Lord, sad to say, many of them have not changed. They want to go right on with the false church, the apostate church. And so and so, lost souls are dying and going to hell because of people in the church who are lost themselves. The blind leading the blind. You put this in my spirit. You've shown it to me just yesterday. It came out that 63% of all pastors 
do not have a biblical worldview. It came out today, just fresh this morning, that the Generation Z, uh, the Z generation, do not believe that Jesus Christ is sinless. Why is that, Lord? Because we fail them, our generation. Uh, the problem is not the millennial generation or the Z generation, it's the baby boomers generation. Full of sin and foolishness and the sexual revolution, only concerned about ourselves and not our children and not our grandchildren, and they're lost. They don't even know what to believe about you. And, uh, and, and many of the so-called pastors who came up never called by you, Never called by you to preach. Just followed a career uh, path that somebody suggested to them. Somebody said to them that they were great communicators and all kinds of foolishness. And we have a mess on our hands because of our own sin and foolishness of not obeying your great commandment or obeying your great commission. We have failed you. Lord, you know we have. Uh, we have failed uh, our children and our families. We have failed the church. We have failed America, and we have failed the world. And Lord, it's high time that the so-called church leaders uh, admit that uh, to you and apologize and try to do the best they can to fix it. God help us. God help us. God have mercy. It is amazing. We are not more destroyed than what we are by your grace because of your love and your mercy. Now, Holy Father God, we know that the devil is busy on every Wednesday, uh, oftentimes down through the years, 34 years, working through my wife, Marika White, to try to hinder uh, the services and working through others. And so, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will have everything to go decent and in order, that there are no issues or mishaps or problems mechanically or uh, otherwise. And, Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, as I've already prayed earlier today, that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell permanently. It's been 34 years of this demonic foolishness coming through my wife. And Lord, I thank you so much for the liberty uh, to pray about it publicly as I have been praying about it for 34 years. The devil does not like to be exposed and devilish people don't like to be exposed, but uh, this is the reality. And uh, Lord, I know our sweet evangelicals and our sweet Baptists and sweet Charismatics don't like it. But Lord, they're so corrupt, it doesn't matter now. Uh, they're so corrupt and so empty and so lost themselves, it doesn't even matter. And the real saved folk, they know it doesn't matter. I don't care what they think. Uh, they should be doing this themselves instead of leading these hypocritical, phony, uh, propped up marriages that are not worth anything. Both of them got uh, side pieces. Both of them are swinging and then lying and justifying it, saying that it would, it's going to help us keep our marriage together. Lord, all kinds of demonic foolishness has uh, come to pass in the church. 
and has infected all of our institutions, all churches across the board because of the broad influence of evangelicals. And they want to keep it going because it's a moneymaker for them. I pray for Dr. Ed Stetzer, who I do not believe naturally is one of them. But uh, if he is, Lord, you know, I pray that he will come out from among them and not associate himself with it. I pray the same for Russell Moore. I pray the same for Greer. Uh, Lord, I don't uh, know how uh, your Bible-believing Christian men and women have gotten caught up with this foolishness, but you know, and you've given me some ideas. I pray that they would come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord and get back on the firing line and turn it around, Lord. I pray that you will help them to turn it around. They have the uh, influence to do so. I pray that they would. On the other hand, Lord, I thank you for the faithful uh, souls who have done the best they could in a corrupt environment and situation. Dr. Tony Evans and others. Lord, use him, Lord, in his last days, Lord of life. Use him, Lord, he knows you have burdened his heart to try to help these people turn this around. I pray that you would use him mightily. I pray that the people who I have instructed to contact him and to not do anything until he reviews it. And they would contact him because they have messed up so badly regarding race and regarding the abomination of homosexuality. Lord, I pray that they will follow the instructions that you've given to me to tell them. The Southern Baptists, the National Baptists, the Holiness, Charismatics, Methodists, uh, and by your grace, uh, he, he's not a perfect man, but he's kept his life clean. He's above reproach. He has that testimony, and Lord, help him to tell, continue to tell people the truth in, in the loving way that he does. And I pray that they will listen this time. I really do, because we're already destroyed, and we're going to be destroyed more if the few that are left behind don't do what is right, don't confess their sins, and don't repent. And Holy Father God, I pray that you'll work a divine miracle and uh, help me get up out of here, uh, get up out of this country, uh, because uh, we're living in a country uh, that we can't even preach. Uh, we, we got people watching us and trying to trip us up because we refuse to address them by their demonic pronouns. God help us. God help us. And I refuse to do that. And so, Lord, uh, land me in a country that on the books they still believe your word. And uh, I pray that, uh, and Lord, you know how much I love this country. I've been all by your grace all over the world. I really don't want to leave. And so open up the doors for me to go to the right place at the right time. 
paved the way for me, as you have done all of my life, all of my saved life. And Lord, I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from the hearts and minds and souls and spirits uh, of everybody in my family, my family extended on both sides, and all other people who name the name of Christ. And give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil today. Save lost souls, revive those, Lord, who are saved. And Lord, glorify your holy name, lift up your holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, because Lord, you, nobody can do it like you. Lord, it is a shame that we can't glorify your name as we should fully, uh, choose not to. So Lord, glorify your holy name yourself. Lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, yourself, and draw millions to him. And Lord, uh, uh, forgive us for failing you and disobeying your holy word and loving money and loving sex and pleasure more than we have loved you, the giver of all of these things. You're the giver of money. Uh, you're the giver of sex and pleasure. But we have defiled it, misused it, and uh, have uh, shamed your name in this uh, sin-cursed world in which we live. And I pray that you would uh, forgive us uh, of our sins, Lord, in the church. And, uh, Lord, I, I hesitate to even pray revive us again, for, Lord, uh, we don't even deserve that. So let your will be done. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, and for his sake, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Second Chronicles chapter 6, verse 33, Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee for, that all people of the earth may know thy name, and fear thee, as doeth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. If thy people go out to war against their enemies by the way that thou shalt send them, and they pray unto thee toward this city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name, 
Then hear thou from the heavens their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause. And if they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them over before their enemies, and they carry them away captives unto a land far off or near. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land whither they are carried captive, and turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, we have done amiss, and have dealt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their captivity, whither they have carried them captives, and pray toward their land, which thou gavest unto their fathers, and toward the city, which thou hast chosen, and toward the house, which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, their prayer and their supplications, and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. Now, my God, let, I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. Now therefore arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou in the ark of thy strength, let thy priests, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for the power of your Holy Word with the power and through the power of your Holy Spirit. I praise you for speaking to our hearts, those of us who are saved, in a special way. And Lord, I pray that you will help us to pray like this and to pray without ceasing to you, our God in heaven, through your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who said, Ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Lord, I have believed it. For over 42 years, and you've answered thousands of my prayers, I wouldn't be here today if it had not been for your hearing my prayers. I would not have been used by you. 
if you had not taught me to pray early on. And I thank you for the privilege, the power, and the peace that comes from prayer by your might. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, now is time for some Bible teaching. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third. President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. This is episode number 140. Charles Spurgeon was a prominent, influential uh, particular English particular Baptist preacher. He was very influential among the Christians of various denominations during his age and even today. God is still using him. He being dead yet speaketh. And is commonly called the Prince of Preachers. After some time of alternatingly searching for God and running from God, and I understand that, <laughs> I was running as fast as I could from God, yet I would catch myself praying, God, show me the light. I was just in the strangest situation. Anyway, he had a powerful encounter which led him to give his life to Christ. Spurgeon was only 16 years old when he preached his first sermon and he began publishing books shortly afterward at the time of his death. He had preached nearly 3,600 sermons and published 49 volumes of commentaries, sayings, anecdotes, illustrations, and devotions. And as I said, he being dead, yet speaketh. We're at Psalm 16.1. Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. Dr. Spurgeon expounds, Preserve me, keep or save me, or as hoarsely thinks, God me, even as bodyguards surround their monarch, or as shepherds protect their flocks. Tempted in all points like as we are, the manhood of Jesus needed to be preserved from the power of evil. And though in itself pure, the Lord Jesus did not confide in that purity of nature, but as an example to his followers, looked to the Lord his God for preservation. One of the great names of God is the preserver of men, Job 7.20. And this gracious office the Father exercised towards 
our mediator and representative. It had been promised to the Lord Jesus in express words that he should be preserved. Isaiah 49, 7 and 8, Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and his Holy One, to him whom man despiseth, to him whom the nation abhorreth, I will preserve thee and give thee for a covenant of the people. This promise was to the letter fulfilled both by providential deliverance and sustaining power in the case of our Lord. Being preserved himself, he is able, watch this folks, he is able to restore the preserved of Israel. For we are preserved in Christ Jesus and called. As one with him, the elect were preserved in his preservation. And we may view this uh, mediatorial supplication as the petition of the great high priest for all those who are in him, the intercession recorded in John 17 is but an amplification of this cry, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. When he says preserve me, he means his members, his mystical body himself, and all in him. But while we rejoice in the fact that the Lord Jesus used this prayer for his members, we must not forget that he employed, he employed it most surely for himself. He had so emptied himself and so truly taken upon him the form of a servant that as man he needed divine keeping, even as we do, and often cried unto the strong for strength. Frequently on the mountain top he breathed forth this desire, and on one occasion, in almost the same words, he publicly prayed, Father, save me from this hour. John twelve twenty seven. If Jesus looked out of himself for protection, my, 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 how much more must we, his erring followers, do so as well? O oh God, the word for God here used is El Hebrew, by which name the Lord Jesus, when under a sense of great weakness, if you will, as for instance, when upon the cross was wont to address the Almighty God, the omnipotent helper of his people, we too may turn to El, the omnipotent one in all hours of peril, with the confidence that he who heard the strong crying and tears of our faithful high priest 
is both able and willing to bless us in him. It is well to study the name and character of God so that in our straits we may know how and by what title to address our Father who is in heaven. For in thee do I put my trust, or I have taken shelter in thee. As chickens run beneath the hen, so do I betake myself to thee. Thou art my great overshadowing protector, and I have taken refuge beneath thy strength, yea, thy wing. If you would allow me to add that, this is a potent argument in pleading, and our Lord knew not only how to use it with God, but how to yield to its power when wielded by others upon himself. According to thy faith, be it done unto thee, is a great rule of heaven in dispensing favor, and when we can sincerely declare that we exercise faith in the mighty God with regard to the mercy which we seek, we may rest assured that our plea will prevail. Faith, like the sword of Saul, never returns empty. It overcomes heaven when held in the hand of prayer. I hope you got that. As the Savior prays, so let us pray. And as he became more than a conqueror, so shall we also through him. Let us, when buffeted by storms, right bravely cry to the Lord as he did, In thee do I put my trust. Go ahead, Spurgeon, and amen. Shall we all pray? Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for your powerful holy word. Help us to remember it. Help us to remember it, Lord. Help us to main, Help us to retain it in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and our spirits. And help us to obey it and to follow it for the rest of our lives. For your glory, praise, and honor for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For we, pardon me, Lord, pray in his holy name. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. We turn to the family verses, what I have called and what I have dubbed the family verses. Thing that needs to be plugged up. Here's what I know that a true born again child of God does not get angry and mad at the Word of God. I know that to be true. And a true born again Christian, male, female, whatever commandments that are specific to them. They don't get mad about it. 
They don't hate it. They don't have favorite verses that they hold higher than others. All of it is the Word of God, and the commandments of God are not grievous. And as and and, and let me tell you something else I know. Uh, as you grow in the Lord, the more you're going to understand and appreciate how that you need to be obedient to God's holy word. One of the reasons why, and we're going to read God's commandments to the wife today. As we read on yesterday for the first day, we do three days on every commandment to every member of the family. Uh, one of the reasons why I know my wife is not saved is because she hates this passage of scripture. Uh, she, she, this is not her favorite passage. She has told me, and uh, there's a, there's a problem with that, and she gets been out of shape about this passage of holy scripture, and she's not the only one. This is why. You don't hear it preached in churches today. You have not heard it preached in many, many, many years. You have a few brave pastors who will, uh, to get to it, will preach a whole series on Ephesians. But they have compromised this passage so many times because they've had to compromise the Word of God in their own marriages. Because they're married to Jezebel and he is Ahab. Most men are controlled and dominated and henpicked by their wives. Most men. It's well above 70%. And pastors have wrongly, and pastors' wives, you know, they, uh, they walk in hand in hand. They're co-pastors and all of that foolishness that's not in the Bible. Sit down, girl, somewhere, and be a wife and a mother. You do that well, you'll be doing a great job in the ministry. Sit down. We don't need you walking up in the pulpit holding hands. Do y'all hold hands when y'all walk into Walmart or Target? Okay, we well don't bring that up in the church, you, you hypocrites. See, those people who walk in the Walmart and Target holding hands, that's the real deal right there. They in shorts and pajamas, that's what they do today. Don't tell me. I see it every time, especially Walmart. They may not go into Target with pajamas on, but they, they, they will run up into Walmart with pajamas on. The wife has pajamas, he has some shorts, and they holding hands. That's real right there. Huh? They going to McDonald's, they holding hands. I saw a couple uh, up in McKinney, Texas. I was doing some work. I had uh, some of my children with me. They were doing work in McDonald's. We had coffee, had breakfast, and we were heading on out. And this couple, they both had to be over 70. They, and they looked good. They were happy. And they were holding hands, walking into McDonald's. I said, how long y'all been married? They said, something like 50 years, something like that. 
I said, now y'all got the real deal, don't you? He said, oh yes, oh yes. He said, hey, and then she said, don't you hold hands with your wife? I said, no, I don't. <laughs> and laughed and went on out. Hmm. Uh, tell the truth and shame the devil. And be happy. Watch this. See, Christian people, people who are saved, they're happy for other people who got it going on. Genuinely happy. They're not, they don't have an ounce of envy or jealousy because they live in reality. I said, we all go on with your bad selves. And they looked at me. I said, well, that's Ebonics for you. Go on with your good life that you have. Okay? Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 24. My wife is tensing up right now. And she doesn't tense up when I read the other passage, passage about husbands. She loves that. See? Some of you women are tensing. Oh, I'm not going to listen to him today. Why not? Well, because I have to watch. You can wash dishes and listen to me. You know, it don't matter to me. <laughs> Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ... So let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, if you were born again and saved, this would not be a problem to you because you would understand the wisdom of it, the common sense of it. And see, even if you're not saved, God expects you to obey his word. Uh, it'll be easy on you if you were saved. God will help you. Uh, but common, see, God gives wisdom and he gives common sense. He gives common sense to everybody. I mean, the animals have common sense. Uh, animals know they need to feed their children. Animals know they need to protect their children. You can go and, 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 and act foolish if you want to and pick up one of them cups, cute little cups. Mama Grizzly Bear would be all over top of you. Because she don't know what you're doing. You, she may think you're a pervert or something. Uh, she's going to get her child back. And you can get some claws upside your head. Huh? Animals that can't speak and know to love and take care of their children. A lioness knows to respect the lion. And God has told us specifically, well, he, not only did he give us common sense, if you would get saved, you would have the power of the Holy Spirit as well. And you'd be able to do it with joy and with great blessings and great benefit. Now, let me just help you. You people talking about you want to be blessed. Dr. T.D. Jakes preached a sermon one time. Can you stand to be blessed? Huh? Are you ready? Are you obedient to be a blessing? I mean, to be blessed? You, you can't even stand to be blessed because you're not obedient to God. You can't even handle a blessing. So you're not going to get a blessing if you're not obedient to God. And some of you husbands who have, believed, who have believed what these blind pastors leading the blind have told you. No matter what she does, son, just keep on buying her diamonds. Keep on giving her money. Keep on giving her your paycheck. Keep on giving her your credit card. And, all, and listen to me. 
uh, I'm not afraid of any women leaving me. I got some women who want to kill me right now in the church. They, you know, they lost and on their way to hell. They're trying to work through their little minister husbands to attack me. And the husband don't want to do it. But uh, I'm not, I have no concern about losing uh, our females who listen, women who listen. You know why? Because if they're by themselves or with their girlfriends, they're saying, oh, me, instead of amen. They know I'm right. That there are women like this. They have some friends that way. That have no respect for their husbands, do not submit to their husbands, do not obey their husbands. And they're catching hell from God, and they have caught hell themselves. Because God does not play. You think he plays. Because your false pastor and your false prophet taught you that that God is the old man upstairs and, and so loving he's not going to uh, chastise you and rebuke you God, listen to me listen to me very well and very clearly understand what I'm saying to you you must understand God and Jesus are not respecters of person male or female if you read the Bible for yourself God is just as hard on women as he is on men Maybe a little bit more so. I don't know. I don't know. God does not play. And you know he does not play. See. So. Let me help you. Even if you're lost. Common sense tells you. How you ought to. Behave. Around your husband. There are many lost women who do better than some Christian women. Down through the years this has happened. Down through the years. Women who are not even saved have been good wives and good mothers because God gave them instincts and common sense. Do you hear me women? Some of you women out here crying like Miss Hurd uh, 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 domestic abuse, and it has become an, an, uh, a, a a problem that is increasing. And one of the reasons is because some of you women act like you don't have any instincts and you don't have any common sense. You need Jesus. But running up, here you are weighing uh, barely 99 pounds, running up in the face of a man who's all muscle, disrespecting him, talking about how you're going to beat his butt, uh, boo-booing in his bed and all this kind of thing, huh? disrespecting him at every turn, that's dangerous. Huh? I know, I'm a, I'm a grown man. Uh... Uh, everybody, everybody all right? Uh, I, I want to say 200 and something pounds. Probably more than that. I don't do that. <laughs> Girl, you crazy. <laughs> and do you know that there are some men, they got, they have, they have, uh, boxing training and all of that. You don't want to mess with people like that. Use your instincts, your common sense. Don't be stupid. Leave, leave, do what you're supposed to do and, and go on now. Huh? 
See, you think you got some kind of power or some kind of authority over that man? You don't. You don't come crying to me. I've told my daughters, and I told I told their mother, you need to watch how you behave around your daughters, because if they act turn out like you and act like you, I'm 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 here to tell you, in this day and time with these young men, they're not like me, and they're not, and that's certainly not 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 like my dad. They're gonna knock the, they're gonna knock their heads off, and they're gonna be in the hospital, and I'm going to blame you, and you're gonna to have to go see them, and they can't come back home with me. Uh, uh-uh. because I taught them. I told don't don't you're a woman, you need to act like a woman. You're not a man. And you're running up, getting getting your little nasty attitude and running up in his face and always keeping some mess going. That's not going to work. Not with these young men today. You know why? Because most of these young men saw on steroids what I saw from my mother towards my dad. And they saw worse. And they already think, excuse me, excuse me, my sweet evangelicals who act like you don't say nothing. Excuse the bad, uh, the negative, uh, double negative, bad English. I'm getting ready to say a bad word. They already think you're a bitch because that's how they see their mother. So they're already calling you that, you know, not to your face right now, but they will. See? Running off at the mouth and all of that right there. They don't want to hear that. And they will get a side piece real quick. Far quicker than my generation uh, uh, who are saved. And, and, and far quicker than my dad. My dad took it. I have not taken it. I, I, that's not even possible for me to take the mess my mother did. Uh, disrespecting my dad and, and controlling things and buying a car without permission. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Are you crazy? I don't know. I, I, I learn. I learn. See, and this is the problem with many people today. They don't learn anything. You, you need to learn from your parents negatively and positively. I want my daughters to learn negatively. From their mother, not to be like her. I know you, sweet evangelicals, uh, don't like for us to say things. You want everything to be a cookie cutter situation and wonderful and dandy. And then we hear about you in the funny papers, divorced and remarried and going to hell. And going through hell. Now, even in the secular world, I mean, everybody loves the pirate. <laughs> My children used to watch the pirate. They didn't know he was that crazy. And then the woman, and she, she was a beautiful woman, but after she boo-booed in the man's bed, I, I can't see the beauty no, anymore. Elon Musk was with her. And I, I, I don't see it. What? And, and they're and they writing in there, a diary. I never heard of a double diary. Well, they both write in the diary how much they want to eat each other and all this kind of crap. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Woo! And I, and, and, and I, I mean, I was not going to, we, we were not going to run into one of our publications. But I had to come to grips with the fact that this matters. 
It matters to show you how a beautiful woman can be so ugly and so demonic. And listen to me. Listen to me. Well, <laughs> they talking about $50 million or $100 million they really sued each other for. Listen to me. If you gave me $500,000, I would shut up. <laughs> what? You gave me a half a million. I live cheap. I can live over there for the rest of my life and then another life. Well, I forget the cat's name, but you know, my tr I never liked him. I thought he was a devil already. Pastor Pilate, whatever his name is, Pat somebody. I mean, he was a pilot. That's why you know. <laughs> he was a pilot. My children love the crazy devil. <laughs> I never liked him because I thought he was crazy and devilish from the jump. And I, I mean, I saw some beauty in Miss Heard. I did. But when I found out she sat on his bed and, and boo booed, I said, No, no, you ugly. You're ugly. <laughs> I said, I mean, they, they fighting over 100 million. I mean, I, give me one million. Y'all give me one million. I'll settle this for you. And, and, and you won't hear from me. What? She this woman does not have common sense. She don't know how blessed she is. She already won us several million, fifty million, a hundred million, whatever from him already. Gotta go sit down and eat some pie, ice cream, man. Live in your house in peace. What is the problem? Why y'all fighting each other? I, I mean, that's the second situation. Uh, the so-called handsome uh, uh, and beautiful. Uh, Angela Jolie and and, and and Pretty Boy Floyd, I forget his name. Uh, you see, I, see I, I can remember Angelina Jolie's name. I can't remember his. But he's supposed to be handsome to the women. They still, I mean, they going on, what, 10 years uh, with the divorce, man. See, the, the see divorce is the thing that is, 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 keeps on giving the pain. Divorce is the thing that keeps on giving the pain. Pain, 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 people. It's ridiculous. They have spent millions of dollars fighting over nothing. The children are almost grown. You can't have the children anyway. They're going to have themselves. It's ridiculous. So you need to, and if they both had done what the Bible said, I mean, you married to a millionaire, he's a pirate. What is his name? I forget his name. I remember her. I can, I can remember the woman's name. I can't. They be be so beautiful, but I can't remember the man's name. What's his name? Cause he was ugly to me. What's his name? What's his name? I can't remember the powers of the lost uh, over here. You've been laughing. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Powers powers of the lost Caribbean, or something like that. I think that's the movie that they used to watch. They were crazy about that movie for some reason. Over here, back here. What's the man's name? She laughing too much. What's the man's name? And you laughing too. Can you hear it out? Who? What? Depp. First, last name. Depp. What's first name? 
What's your first name? Junior. Johnny? Johnny Depp, is that his name? Johnny Depp. When my children were little, they were crazy about this guy and this movie. Crazy about it. And most children. I never. I, I thought he was. I thought he was a, 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 a criminal type from the jump. Just the way he carried himself, like a demon. He carried himself like a demon. Was that person to me? Always. And 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 so I, I told my son. I said, "This matters, man. So go ahead on and run it. This matters. It's sad, but it matters." I mean, I mean, how can you, and then, then somebody ought to write a book, how can you be rich and famous and so, uh, so unhappy? You're sitting here talking to each other like, like y'all animals, I can't wait to eat you and all this kind of, uh, you know, not eat, I mean, eat you. I, I mean, eat, and, and enjoy, and then said, uh, I think she said, or he said, uh, and, and savor the taste. The devil is a lie. Y'all got me. Y'all got. Y'all have me. You you don't have anything to do with millions of dollars. You can go to the cabin and on your own boat and go from island to island. What's wrong? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, God is giving you instincts. God is giving you common sense, even if you lost. You've got enough sense to know that you don't boo-boo on somebody's bed or floor. You have enough sense to uh, understand that you don't try to cut somebody and harm somebody. And if you're saved, you certainly ought not to be acting that way. But what you people are talking about is demonic. Do what God has told you to do and enjoy your life. God has blessed you with talent and beauty and everything. Enjoy your life. Instead of having this mess here going on all day long, it seems like y'all fighting from the time y'all got up to the time you went to bed yesterday came out of their joint diary. Why are we fighting all of the time? Evidently, both both of you are demon-possessed. She's a pretty demon, you're an ugly demon to me. You're demon-possessed, people. Y'all need to be saved. But there have been people who are not saved, sad to say, because they had instincts and common sense and they wanted to have a better life. They, they have done better than some Christian people. And by the way, if your if your ma- marriage is anything like herd and depths, please get out of it now. Run, because I mean, you know, you, you know what's going to happen now. They're going to make a movie about their marriage, a horror movie. That's what's going to happen now. They're, I guarantee you, there are people right now making a movie, planning to make a movie about this, all that we're hearing. So wives today, 
humble yourself down and act like you have some instincts. You know what? See, here, here's the problem. Here's why God punishes you and chastises you and rebukes you. Because you can't fool God with all of this mess, these lies. Okay? You can't fool God, sister. Because, see, God knows what he put in you. God put an instinct in you to be a help to your husband. And the problem that God has with you, my beloved sisters, is that you choose to rebel against his instincts that he gave you. You know better, see. Now, husband, you know, most of these husbands don't know what's going on with you. Most of these men have no insight whatsoever into what's going on. That's why you control them and baffle them and they all uh, shook up and, and, and don't know what to say to you and stuff like that because they have no clue. <clears throat> have no clue. But Bo Peep does. Bo Peep does. And let me just disclose something to you that you probably don't know. The reason why I can talk about Bo Peep because I am Bo Peep. I've been Bo Peep for many years. And one of the reasons why Bo Peeps uh, know how to deal with women is because somehow God has given them insight. Some use it for evil, some use it for good. I'm using it for good now. I'm not saying I used it for good always. I'm using it for good now. You're looking at Bo Peep. He knows how to get to a woman. He has never had a problem getting sex from a woman, nothing like that. And he's never let a woman disrespect him or anything like that, no. But here's the deal. As a woman, as a wife, as a mother, you have instincts from God. You have common sense from God. That comes from God, too. If you're saved, you have the Holy Ghost of God and you have wisdom. Now, you've got to cross all of that to disobey this. And God is not going to let you do that if you are a child of God. Now, if you're a bastard, you're not his child, then, you know, he may, he would try to get you saved. But this goes for men and women. God knows what he put in you. He put in your conscience, <clears throat> huh? Free moral agency. No, so he knows that your husband may not know how to deal with you, but God does. He knows what he put in you. So you can act stupid if you want to down here, but God knows what he put in you. Then on top of that, you have the word of God if you're saved and you respect the word of God. God has put so much in you to help you act right. Even if you're not saved. <clears throat> because we do have scenarios like that. God dealt with that in 1 Peter chapter 3. That a uh, lost husband can be converted by a godly saved wife. And vice versa. You say, well, preacher, do you believe that your wife is going to get saved? I do. 
I pray that she does. But I, I have made it clear to her because she's had some health problems and, uh, and, and she got healed of them twice <clears throat> by the grace of God. And so I don't know what God is going to do, but I, I, my job as an evangelist is to try to get you saved before you die. And I told her that. So this might be what's going on. And she's got to do this on her own. I can make her pray the prayer. And she's prayed the prayer thousands of times. But you do understand that praying a prayer is not necessarily going to save your soul. You must truly submit to Christ and believe, believe in Christ, rather, and obey Christ after that as the proof of your salvation. And so, uh, with that said, understand God has your number. He knows what he put in you, and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Why? Because you don't want to. And see, God has a problem with that. And not so much the husband, the God. And, and, and he's just not going to bless your life. You say, well, preacher, have you been blessed over the past 34 years? Very much so. My wife will tell you that. My children will tell you that. There are pastors across this country who will tell you that. And I, God has blessed my life tremendously. You say, well, preacher, have you enjoyed your life and your marriage? I certainly have. In fact, personally, I would not have it any other way. Because uh, the way that she has acted has prepared me on to do more for the Lord. She could have had a better life cruising to her homeland of Jamaica. She could have a house in Jamaica right now. She could have a red Corvette right now with the top down. And a red uh, a iPhone to match. And a closet full of clothes. And a mansion. And all of that. But God led me not to do that for her. See, you think that, oh, see, if you had done that, then she would have changed and she would have uh, uh, acted like a saved woman. No, 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 no. Uh -uh. See, that's, a, that's, that's another thing about uh, what Bo Peep knows. And that's what you think. That's what you do. And you still end up divorced and losing the woman and the child in the house and everything else because you don't know how to deal with her. Uh, see, you, got, you, you feel like you got to pay her for the vagina. That's what you think. You got to take her out on a date and all that. Both people don't think that way. And that's not what she really needs and that's not what she's looking for. See, I haven't, I've never had to pay for anything. I've never had to take her out on a date to get anything. And uh, I, I, my focus has always been the ministry, so, and, and the Lord. And uh, uh, I have, I could have worked a job and provided more for her. I chose not to. God led me not to. See? And she still stayed. Uh, well, how do you do that? I, I don't want to talk to you because I can't help you. you. If you don't know, I can't help you. My wife would just go ahead on and leave and so forth. Well, nothing I can do to help you with that. You can talk to Dr. Tony Evans. He'll help you out of the compassion of his heart. 
but I don't want to feel questions like that because I can't it's too much for me to try to tell you and if you know if you don't have it in you I can't give it to you all I can tell all I can do and all I'm going to do is preach and tell you how it ought to be all of these hoops you jumping through like a dog little puppy dog and all this that's not necessary you wasted thousands of dollars trying to woo your wife uh, on dates and things like that we're not dating anymore we're married we do things differently uh, we don't even call it dating we just have a great meal together <coughs> at home and so with that said my beloved let's pray for other families Saved families and lost families. And and by the way, don't try to tell, don't try to write something to me and tell me something how you, uh, you believe that you uh, ought to buy her some roses and, and every time you have sex, you got to have some rose petals going up into the bed and you have to put perfume on and, and uh, cologne or whatever you put on yourself. And you got to spend $300 on a date, dinner, and all of that. Uh, that, if you, listen, if you have that kind of real love and relationship in your marriage, you have struck the original match in the words of Chuck Swindoll. And it's real, that's fine. As an overflow blessing. But if you're trying to get somewhere with that, that ain't gonna, that's not going to get it. If you think that doing that is going to make your marriage better, it is not. My, I'm, I, by the grace of God, I'm saying my wife is lost, and I've never done anything, those kinds of things for her. And she's still here right now. And she knows I love her. It doesn't matter really to me whether she loves me or not. That's between her and God. I want the best for her. And you can't fake that. That's got to be real. But you, I want to say to you husbands, you don't have to do all of that. It means nothing. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything to even them. If it's not real, and if she thinks that you read a book and that's why you're doing it, or you listen to a pastor uh, saying he did it and so forth, there's no tricks, people, to this. No tools. I'm so disgusted with what the sweet evangelicals have done across the board, and some Baptists, and some Protestants, and some Methodists, with all of these lies you have fed people with these little tools. There's no tool, man. There's no trick. And and so you're wasting your time to write me with your foolishness. Don't bother me with that because you know and I know I have your number. It's all messed up. Uh, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. John MacArthur, Dr. John McNeil. Junior, for some reason, Dr. John McNeil Jr. of Atlanta Bible Baptist Church, he always wanted to make it 
He always made it clear to us. Always put Junior behind his name. I don't know why. These men, by the grace of God, have done it. And they're doing it. Without scandal. Dr. Charles Stanley, I include him. His wife left him. He had, he had nothing to do with it. Nothing. His son Absalom turned against him and stole his members. And he's a volunteer. He's not even called to preach. And he's had wreaked havoc in the church. Don't you, don't you try to tell me anything about that. I don't want to hear nothing about your little sweet little evangelical ways. You people are hypocrites, phonies, and fakes. And the men I name about the about the only ones who are the real deal. I don't want to be bothered. Listen, I'm through with church leaders. Great concept, but they need to scrap it. It has destroyed the church. Outreach has destroyed the church. Have messed up pastors to the point they are constantly babying them and coddling them. They have an article up uh, now. Twelve things you ought not to say to your pastor. Oh, my soul. Your pa what? We got to baby the poor pastors. I'm so sick of that mess. They, some of them, they, they, they ought to be uh, slapped. <coughs> rebuked. Because if you think that the so-called mega church, multi-campus church thing is a real deal and thing, is nothing but a, a phony, crock, a, 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 a propped up joke. Nothing but a joke. Most of the people in these churches are not saved. They were drawn in by some clown or some comedian or by uh, sex. And the pastor always talking about marriage and I mean about dating and so forth, trying to hook folk, young folks up. It's a dating uh, 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 dating uh, app, and then it's a divorce app for the divorced and remarried. They have a program called. Uh, Divorce care. There's no such thing, people. You want to, you're trying to make me curse. There's no such thing as divorce care. You don't use that as a, uh, a thing that win people to your church and, and win people to Jesus, man. No, no. And these, you, you draw men by having family care. How about that? Marriage care. How about that? Marriage care. Huh? It's all a joke, man. Many of the evangelical institutions, a joke. College institutions, seminary, one seminary is selling its building now because of the coronavirus plague and other things, sins and other things. A major seminary is selling their main building. And they're really not going to have a main building now. It's going to be hooked into more of an online kind of a situation and come in once a month or once every two months or something like that. It's all falling apart. And I, I do highlight those who I know they stood for God and they stood for the Word of God. And they tried to help the people. 
And I'm telling white folks and black folks and red folks and yellow folks, the one who has the most influence is Dr. Tony Evans, and he is respected by all. And if I were you, if I was a Southern Baptist particularly, Independent Baptist as well, National Baptist, Bible folk, evangelical. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a major public move until you talk with this man, communicate with him, and, and let him pray with you and help you make that decision on what you're going to say publicly. See, see, right now, listen. You're going to mess up things further this year with all this because you're all caught up right now. You just, it's like a, it's like a disease. You're all caught up with this political mess and this voting and all of that. Uh, CBN as well, everybody. You're all caught up with this mess. For years you've been this way, and that's why we're in the mess we're in today. I've, I warned you for over 12 years, don't get caught up in this. And you're getting, getting, you're getting ready to mess up again. There's no power in politics, people. The power is in the church. Listen, if you don't get the church straight, that the politics is not going to help you with anything. <clears throat> oh, what about Roe versus Wade and all of that? Well, first of all, how many years has it been? Fifty years. The church could have stopped this a long time ago. See, the the church uh, is supposed to be salt. And we have been sugar. There's no excuse in America for what? 60 million babies being murdered? And it's probably over 100 million, really? Or more than that? That should have never happened in the first place. So you have to deal with that before you try to cry victory. There's no victory, man. What, what, what? Are you people crazy? And there's still going to be abortion in this country. In over half the country. I think you need to listen to Dr. Richard Land and, and, and hear what he has to say about it. Okay, see, none of this, see, what I'm trying to tell you, and the reason why I'm so angry with you, is because none of this foolishness never should have happened. None of this foolish, foolishness should have happened, period. Especially this homosexual uh, LGBTQ legions of demons. Okay. And, and so, I mean, you can get all pumped up all you want to and and, and, and and Dr. Tony I don't I have not talked with him I don't know him he does not know me all I know is God touched his heart and his wife's heart to support our ministry and he he found ways to do it and he never told me he was doing it but I found out he did it that means a lot because he doesn't want any uh, any any praise for it? He doesn't. He doesn't want any credit for it. He does not want that. That's not him. In the multiplied thousands of dollars, by the way, not I mean, ain't talking about fifty dollars here and a hundred dollars here. I mean, I mean, thousands, thousands. I said thousands. And he knows how I preach. He knows where I come from. So I mean, you know. but here's the deal, people. 
And when he tells you, because this is what he's going to tell you, do not do what you've done in the past and get all caught up with the Republican Party and the Democratic Party and all of that people, white and black. Don't do that. All I want you to do is vote. That's what he's going to tell you. He's been telling you that for years. I've been telling you that for years. And look at you now. It's a total mess. A total mess on the right side and on the black side. And whatever he tells you to do regarding race, you better do that. Because you're, you're sitting on a powder keg of Civil War II. Don't, you, you need to worry about World War III, but you better worry about Civil War II. Because there's some, right now, black folk are talking. People out in the street trying to be peaceful, kneeling down up in Buffalo the other day. There were black folk walking on the sidewalk. Get up off your knees. Let's fight. Get off. That's, 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 that's all we need. I've got to go. That's all we need. To, let me help you. Okay. Let me help you black folks with something. White folks already have their guns. They, they have guns in the truck, in the, in the window. They have guns underneath the seat. So before you jump, don't, don't put me in it. And you white folks, leave me alone. I'm like Sweden used to be. I'm, I'm neutral. I'm not fighting. I don't want to fight with nobody. Leave me alone. I love everybody because of Jesus. But that's all we need is for people, for the pastor up in uh, uh, Buffalo. And I, I understand he's hurting and his people are hurting. But he told white pastors to go to hell if you're not going to preach from your pulpit against white supremacy. That's not quite what you want to be saying. We understand your pain, but we want cooler heads to prevail. Dr. Tony Evans would tell you the same thing. We want cooler heads to prevail, and Dr. King would say the same thing. Well, let me just help you. Dr. King has a monument on the National Mall. It's one of the most beautiful ones there. You know why? Because he stood for the principles of Jesus Christ. And, 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 and most Negroes are not going to do this. But Jesus said, if they slap you, uh, turn the other cheek and let them slap you on the other side. Most Negroes are not going to do that. Most Negroes are saying, get up off your knees and let's go fight. You do what you want. You can hook up with these uh, militant groups all you want to. You're going to be slaughtered. And I ain't mad at nobody. You do what you please. But don't put me in that. I'm with Jesus. I'm for peace. And uh, this is a terrible thing that has happened. I, I, every instinct in us is to fight back. One to go and shoot somebody and kill somebody and all that. And they killed our people. And by the way, if you can... Listen to me carefully. If you can kill... An old female, 60-something, 70-something years old missionary, Jack, 
I, I want to say something to you uh, men. They're going to kill you dead with two bullets. If they would do that to an old church-going woman, buddy, they, they can care less about you and me. They don't care nothing about you. You can have a shoot on like I do and all of that. They don't give a flip, these devils. Okay? So uh, you just need to understand <clears throat> most people are not that way. Most white people are not that way. And, and, and the only white preachers who need to get in the pulpit and preach against white supremacy, along with preparing to be fired, <laughs> are those who know they have KKK members in their church. And all white preachers don't have to do that. You know, sometimes, see, this is why you need to get advice from somebody like Dr. Tony Evans, who's been telling you this stuff for years. He knows it like the back of his hand. Because you're going to mess up overcompensating. You have messed up so many times overcompensating and then having a bunch of meetings. Boy, I tell you, we, we are some meeting people. Symposiums. What is that? Uh, conferences on race and this, that, and uh, you, especially my sweet evangelicals. I tell you the truth. You will meet yourself to death about meetings. I don't know why Dr. Evans goes to these meetings. The only reason why, because he loves you. He probably knows he's not going to help you. Because you, you have not chosen to be helped. You don't want to be helped. You, you people have lied all of these years. Talking about you want change and you you carry on in your wicked, evil way. And so I believe the solution is, I believe the problem is, is this. Most people who are caught up in racism and they find it hard to love people, they're lost and on their way to a devil's hell. And here's what I have told black folks and white folks. If people don't respect you and treat you like their other brothers... Do not fellowship with them. I think it was uh, Maya Angelou who said, once people show you who they are, believe them. Don't give them the privilege of fellowshipping with you. You don't, you don't have to get angry and mad and, 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 and keep on trying to pursue something that's going to make you angry and frustrated. Why didn't they treat my children this way? Well, because they're sinners and most of the people are lost. That's the problem in the church. The reason why we still have racism in the church is because the people are lost. Many pastors are lost. <clears throat> they have never been saved. They are religious but lost. Like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Religious but lost. Okay? That's the problem. People are not saved. You, you can't listen. All of this teaching and, and preaching and talking and symposiums and meetings. Has it helped anybody in these uh, white churches and black churches? 
they're still separated. We still got the National Baptist Convention. We still got uh, the Southern Baptist Convention. Oh yes, we'll swap a pulpit or two every now and then to try to show that we are down with, the, you know, uh, loving each other. <clears throat> but Dr. King said a long time ago, the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning is still, I mean, back then, that's what, 50 years ago? is still the most segregated hour of the week. <clears throat> we have more black folk and white folk, brown folk and yellow folk getting together <clears throat> on the job because there's some money involved than we do at church. And so God has just broken up the church and split you all up. And now you got to meet uh, at home. Huh? In most cases, if you're smart. He, he has shut the church down because the most segregated, most racist hour of the week is 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Now you can't even go to church. You're out in the, out in the heat in a tent somewhere and, and, and gathering with your white people and gathering with your black people. You're a liar. Your feet ain't made and your heart pumps peanut butter. You don't love uh, black folks. You don't love white folks. You just want your kind and, 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 and you want them there and you want, you, want, you want the church like it used to be. But you're, you, you, you're black and white. You want to keep it the old way. By the way, both white and black, especially blacks, understand there's a whole lot of money in keeping it this way. A whole lot of opportunities come up to keep it this way. Blacks on the Democratic side, whites on the Republican side, they want that money to keep on flowing. The devil is a lie. And you're a lie too. Your feet ain't made and your heart pumps peanut butter. Okay, you don't want it to get healed because it's going to uh, disturb your, your cash flow. You don't want it solved. Dr. Tony Evans knows. He, he, you don't, you don't want to solve it. Now, he's going to still go to your meeting and try to help you because he has that kind of heart. I would advise him not to. If I, I would advise him, I've already said it. I, I don't think he ought to take any more meetings away from where he is. He can do what he want, wants to do. I've preached all over the world, and I, I have invitations from all over the world. And, and I, here's what I tell him. Can you see me right now? <laughs> the reason why you're calling me is because you can see me right now over in India, over in Kenya, over in Africa, uh, over in uh, Ghana over in South Africa, over in England. You, that's the reason why you're calling me, because you can see me right now. Why do I need to come? I'm not going anywhere. And I, I would recommend that he does the same and still pay him. He's worthy to be paid. You don't have to pay me anything. You still need to send a check. 
and zoom them on in there and talk with your people. Whatever it takes. But y'all, you people don't need to move because you don't listen to me. You don't know what you're doing. You don't understand the times and you don't know what to do. And some of you understand the times, but you don't know what to do. That's a problem. And you're going to make things worse. If you listen to me very carefully, if you white folks get out there gung-ho with the Republicans and DeSantis and Trump and you attack Mickey Mouse, that's dumb as Christians. If you black folks and you have, may God help you. May God help you when you stand before him, you black folks, black pastors. You know better. And you have stood for homosexuality. The devil is a lie. And you a lie too. You know better. You know better. Your black brothers in Africa are wondering what has what has what have you people done? Have you lost your righteous minds, black brethren? We don't go for that. We stand against the queen over this. We're leaving the queen because of this. Because we believe that people who think that it's all right for a man to stick his penis in another man's behind and mouth and all of that and have sex with so-called with a man, have, they have lost their righteous minds. We cannot trust you. That's that's I mean that's what how black folks have been for years. Oh, you so preach. You are not to say what do you what do you want me to say? What uh huh? What do you want me to say? You people are crazy. You've lost your righteous minds. And the black church should have stood. But because they deceived you with a black president, you followed him hook, line, and sinker to hell. And now you can't say anything. Black pastors, National Baptists, you took the money. And you ran. And you can't say a doggone thing. Now you, and, you, and, and, and you never thought president of National Baptist Convention you never thought it would turn out this way otherwise you would have never done it but see the your black preacher friends over in Africa they told you and they would have told you more if you would have listened that this is a demonic spirit that's going to increase and they are very demonically evangelistic and they immediately as soon as the Supreme Court did the deed, the evil deed that Obama wanted, all hell broke loose on this country. And now we have men running against women in track, swimming against women, beating the snot out of them, beating them uh, uh, in the ring. Men, six foot four, men dressed in a dress, going in to your little girl's bathroom to rape your daughter. Boys dressing in dresses and raping your daughter. What a fiasco. What a clowning that's going on in the schools today. Do we have this in our schools like this? Boys sitting in miniskirts? With their penis out there showing everything else? In the classroom, have you lost your minds, people? Huh? Oh, you didn't know the president of the National Baptist Convention. I forget your name. Uh... You didn't think that was going to happen, but you went along with Obama and his foolishness. You were so happy to have a black president. 
and we had only one black president. Everybody else had enough sense not to unleash the demons of hell on America from the hell of homosexuality. One black president. And he comes along and does this foolishness and has helped the homosexuals do their demonic deeds more than he helped black people. We're still in a mess. I must go. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of lost families. I pray for the revival of saved families and help them to obey your holy word. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving, and the mourning all around the world. So many people are hurting and grieving and mourning. Lord, have mercy and grace upon them. And forgive them of their sins. Lord, save their souls and draw them to yourself for salvation. Comfort them and heal them as only you can. All around the globe. We pray for the dear folks in Buffalo of all places. We pray for the dear folks in Orange County, California. And Lord, we pray for the folks in Chicago and uh, Wisconsin and other places. And of course, the Ukraine, as it used to be called. Uh, Mariupol, I think I'm pronouncing that right, the city has fallen. Lord, with all of the news habitat, this city has fallen to the Russians. And Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for all people who name the name of Christ. And Lord, forgive us of our wicked, evil, and ungodly sins, Lord, you I read in your word the other day, Solomon asked you that even if one person would pray, Lord, hear and answer his prayer. Even though, and Holy Father God, Lord, uh, he mentioned if the whole country, uh, if the whole country praise that's good but even if one person prayed hear and answer his prayers and so holy father god we pray that you would forgive us of our sins our failures and our faults and help us to repent and do right and holy father god we also pray in the name of the lord jesus christ We pray that you would help us all who are saved to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and, Lord, to get back to you, our first love. Again, Lord, we pray 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That we pray, Lord, for all people who are in the ministry of government. We pray for their salvation. And Lord, I'm convinced in my heart that you hear, you still hear and answer prayer. I saw you do it again on yesterday. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, even though we, uh, no matter how impossible it seems, Lord, we know that you hear and answer prayer. Even if one man prays, Lord, you hear and answer prayer because all power and all might is in your hands. And so, Lord, we pray for even uh, sinful government ministers. We thank you. I thank you for them. Even though some are corrupt, and some are wrong. I pray for their salvation for the lost. I pray for the revival of the saved. And I pray that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of the bad ones and, and others as well. And lead God and direct them by your holy word to do what is right. That we may lead peaceful and quiet lives. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray, Lord, for other governments around the world. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Lord, I pray also uh, Lord, for all of your Christian people who are being persecuted and even killed to this day all across this country and around the globe because of their faith in you. I pray, Lord, that you will uh, comfort them and protect them and provide for them as only you can. And, Lord, we pray that you will Grant them your grace in their trying hours and in their dying hours. And we pray that you will uh, continue to be with their families. Give them your comfort as only you can. And uh, Holy Father God, we pray now uh, still for the millions who are hurting around the world because of the death of loved ones, loved ones being in the hospital, because of the coronavirus plague, which now people believe, doctors believe is the hepatitis has been caused by children suffering from the coronavirus plague. And so many people are suffering uh, to this day because they had it and they're still suffering. Comfort them as only you can and strengthen them as only you can and draw them to yourself for salvation and we pray for a few by name. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the family and friends of Missouri resident Sharon Zyla.
for the family and friends of Ohio resident Rebecca Beard. We pray for the family and friends of Illinois resident Lilia Diaz. We pray for the family and friends of New Mexico resident Aldo Paras. We pray for the family and friends of Louisiana resident Roy Coleman. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, for the prayer requests that have come in. And we pray, Lord, for uh, the pastor from Kenya uh, who sent us a praise and a prayer uh, request. Pastor Bushibi, we thank you, Lord, for raising up his ministry and using him in the way that you have. And thank you for blessing us, Lord, to pray together, no doubt, one for another, for over the past going on 15 or more years. And, uh, Lord, we pray for the thousands of others who have sent in prayer requests. Uh, hear and answer their prayers, hear and answer our prayers, and we pray for salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon them and upon these new prayer requests as well. Pastor Bashibi and his family and ministry, we pray for Tammy, please bless her with the money she needs. We pray for Jensen, please destroy the works of Satan in his life and give him abundant life, completely deliver him from all evil spirits and witchcraft, help him not to feel lonely, give him healing, health, prosperity, and the Holy Spirit's anointing in his mind, soul, body, and life. (coughs) Give him complete healing in his mind and thoughts. Bless him with a good job and house. Protect him from the coronavirus plague. We pray for Naeem. Please bless him with all of the Bibles he needs. And Lord, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the ministry, people who have rededicated their life through the ministry. Uh, We pray for all of them in the thousands who have done that uh, by hearing the preaching of the gospel from this pulpit and hearing the whole counsel of God from this pulpit. And Lord, we pray uh, for Oyaro, we pray for Neokundi, we pray for Enoch, we pray for Matt, and we pray for I.S. We commit these souls into your hands, help them to grow in the faith and be the Christians that you want them to be. And Lord, we pray for those who have rededicated their lives to you. We pray for Susan, Busisi, Abua, Sam, and uh, Prosper as well. We commit these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friends, if you're with us today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, You need to believe in him today for your soul's salvation. Let me pray for you that you understand the gospel and get saved. 
Now, Holy Father God, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, Lord, to preach and uh, to proclaim your gospel. Once again, I do not take the privilege lightly, and I pray that you would fill me afresh and anew with the fullness and the power of your Holy Spirit. Open the eyes of blinded people in the church. They are the hardest ones to reach. Lord, you know that better than we do because you had to deal with the most religious people probably ever, the Pharisees and the Sadducees who knew the law, but yet they refused to believe in you. They rejected you for the most part to the point of putting you to death for the sins of everybody, including them. And I thank you, Lord, for what you did for us. Thank you for suffering and bleeding and dying on the cross for our sins, being buried, going through hell and to hell for us, and then being raised from the dead by God, our Father, God Almighty, by his power. And so, Lord, help these people to understand how to be saved and to understand that it's not about being a church member or baptized or speaking in tongues, but simply obeying your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Help them to believe in you before they drop off into hell, for thousands are going to hell every day. Thank you, Lord, for moving upon my heart, even though you have given me the liberty to take a break, uh, to continue to preach your holy gospel uh, using the technology that you have wrought. so that some can hear the gospel and be saved. Lord, save them today by your power, your grace. I still believe that all things are possible with you. I still believe your holy word that says, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. So dear friend, if you want to be saved today, First, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. There is a punishment for sin always. You may not... Isn't it amazing that we sinners don't see how bad sin is? Isn't it amazing that when you confront somebody about what they did wrong, you know it is wrong and offensive, but they act like it's no big thing? Isn't that amazing? It's, it's our wicked, evil, sinful nature. We think other people's sins are very, very bad, but we don't think our sins are very, very bad. But in God's sight, they're all very, very bad, my friend. The Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, 
<clears throat> because sin is bad in God's sight. Things have been going on so long, some of us sinners don't think so, but in God's sight, it's still bad. And uh, you will die because of your sin. Because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. We die because of our sin. We don't die because of cancer. We don't die because of uh, the coronavirus. We don't die because of a car crash. We die because of our sin. And what God wants you to understand, no matter how long it's been, we've been living in, on this earth. Uh, if God will allow you to die because of your sin from this beautiful ball called earth, now, you can say what you want to. We have messed up earth. Earth is extremely beautiful. Just imagine what heaven is going to be. From my reading of the scriptures, he has improved upon what he's already done. You must understand, this was uh, the place of the Garden of Eden. And it's, every, it's, it's, it's very much that and more. Magnificent place. And you need to understand that God will shut your eyes from this place, from seeing the light of this place. And uh, have you and the same God who will allow you to die from this beautiful place. Earth has not done you any wrong. You have done the earth wrong by sinning. It's a beautiful place. Heaven, I mean, earth is very beautiful. There's nothing wrong with earth. Earth has not sinned. We have sinned. And the earth is groaning like the animals are groaning because of our sin and rebelliousness against God. And if God will allow you to die from this beautiful earth, be assured that God will allow you because of your own sin and choices to go to that awful place called hell. You think it's hot here? No, no, no. It's below zero here compared to hell, my friend. You can believe that. And I'm talking to evangelicals, I'm talking to Baptists, and I love you all, you know it, you've been very good to me, permanently good to me. I'm talking to Bible church folk, some of you all caught up in snug like the Pharisees and Sadducees, you think you're better than other people. Some of you devils think you're better than me, because you think you're smarter, more educated. And you wouldn't say some of the things I say because you've been conditioned to be a hypocrite, a phony and a fake. I'm talking to church folk, and I have to preach it hard like this to you because you people are set in your ways, and you think you're better than everybody else, and you're on your way to the devil's hell yourself. Just because your mama will say, your mama will say, you're not. And, and that's the reason why you are a homosexual. Worse than that, that's the reason why you support homosexuals. Coming into the church and being members in the church and molesting your child in the nursery. These things have already happened. That's why you are a fornicator. You have no problem committing fornication. 
You have no problem committing adultery in the church. You scream and holler, grace, grace, grace. God's grace, my dear friend, does not lead you to sin. It prevents you from sinning. If you knew God, you would know that. I'm talking to people in the church. Many of you listening to me now, you're lost and on your way to a devil's hell. But you think because you can meet with your girlfriends or with your buddies on Saturday morning for a, what they call a, 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 a prayer breakfast, and meet with your girlfriends around a donut and some coffee, and you read one scripture in the book of Obadiah, call yourselves studying it when all you're doing is gossiping. You think you're doing something great. You think that the little book that you're going through that some devil wrote uh, is going to help you grow in the faith and make you a stronger Christian. And you people are just so lost, you, can't, you don't even know it. You can't even see it. You, listen to me. Some of you sweet educated. I'm talking about Southwestern educated. Dallas Theological Seminary educated. Uh, Liberty uh, uh, Seminary educated. Liberty University educated. Some of you people are so lost. You can't even find yourself. Only God can find you. And you can't even see it. You buy all of the wonderful books from the Christian store and you gather three or four people to go through the book with you and you think you're really doing something and you're lost and you don't even know Jesus, man. I never thought I would have to say that about evangelicals and Baptists and Southern Baptists and National Baptists and Bible church folk and free evangelical and everything. Methodists. Methodists splitting over the issue of homosexuality. I never thought I would see the day. I can, get, I can get with Dr. Jeremiah on that. He's another man of God. <clears throat> I can get with him on that. He wrote that right before the plague. I, I thought, I, he said, I never thought I would see the day. You know, another reason why I know some of you evangelicals are lost. It's because you know things are terrible and bad, but you want to sweep things under the rug and act like you're not the fault. You're not at fault and that you're not guilty of doing this. And you want everything to go along as it has been going on uh, all along. You got your little publishing uh, company still producing your little dead books that don't mean nothing. You, 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 you got your a few people that you uh, keep things, get, get, you want to keep the machine going because it's a money maker. It's a money maker for you. Uh, it's about the money. You're not in it for souls. You never have been. It's about power and money. Mr. Stetzer. Andy Stanley, Mr. Greer, and on and on I can go. It's about the money. And you want everything to get, go on like it was, man. But God has disrupted it, man. You know that? Come on now, Doc. 
Separate from the ungodly. Separate from the heretics, Mr. Stetzer. You know better. Mr. Greer, you know better. Let that devil go out, uh, stay out there and languish in his sin and foolishness and his blasphemy against God. You know better, brother. God loves you. I love you. I have to say it to the church. That man is lost. You're not lost. You know better. Religious folk. I have said it before and I'm going to say it again. The Pharisees and Sadducees of our day are graduates of Southwestern Seminary, Southern Seminary, Dallas Theological Seminary. The one that closed the building down uh, yesterday, uh, I forget the name, has a wonderful name. What is it? They're going to sell their beautiful campus. Show it to me. They are the, these are my people. People that I love because they believe like me. And I believe like them. I use their commentaries. I use, yes I do. I, I love them. I've been reading them all of my life. You know how you can get comfortable with the people that you know and you love, and you you are uncomfortable around people you don't know and you don't love. I'm I'm you know, you understand, okay? By people that I believe were Bible believers have become the Pharisees and Sadducees and the tricksters of our day. Not all. I've already mentioned some who are not that way. Who they know? Because you know why? Because they know God and they know better. Do you hear me? They know God and they know better. They know not to play with God. That's why I recommend to you, Doctor Tony Evans. He he has a relationship with God is is above his theological education. Doctor David Jeremiah, same same. They 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 going they they going to say it right and live it right by the grace of God. Dr. John MacArthur, same, same. Dr. John McNeil Jr., same, same. Because they fear God. There are things that Tony Evans has said over the past two years. He has said them because he fears God. But so many of you are Pharisees and Sadducees, and you sit and you ponder in your ivory towers. Garbage. What we're going to let go and let through. Uh, we're going to block Andy Stanley, really. Uh, we're going to keep him, uh, letting him shed his heresy. You devils. You betrayers of Jesus. I'm preaching right now to the lost church members. The Lost Church Pastors, that the beautiful name. I don't even know who these guys are in history, but I love the name of this theological seminary, uh, known for being conservative and Bible and biblical. Gordon Conwell uh, Theological Seminary just sold their building. Who would have thunk it? I mean, this was this was one of the prestigious seminaries of all time. 
that most preachers wanted that Gordon Conwell theological seminary degree. When you had a Gordon Conwell degree, you had something. But if they're not willing to stand with Jesus against sin, they're not willing to stand for God, and I, I know they have a pastor who works with them and is one of their professors who's a secret homosexual. And I double-dog dare you to, to, to uh, uh, deny it, because I know it's true. No wonder they have to shut down. And there's some other seminaries and Bible schools that are going to shut down too. It's not just about the money. It's not just about the coronavirus plague. It's about God writing Ichabod across your organization. God has written Ichabod quite a bit over the past two years. But for everybody, not only the religious, but those who are, in the words of the great pastor in Columbus, Georgia, uh, forget his name right now. Uh, let me ask my wife. The big church in Columbus, Georgia. There we, John Maxwell went there. We went there. Uh, I forget the name of the church too. But uh, he, in, uh, in his mission statement, he uses the word a word that I hate: the irreligious. I'm talking to you too. The irreligious. People who don't care anything about religion. The irreligious. I'm talking to you too. Thirdly, understand those of you in the pews and those of you who are outside of the church doors. You never darken the church door. You need to accept the fact that you are on the road to hell. And by the way, I believe there's a special hell for the religious fake Christians who help damn people to hell by not obeying God's great commandment and God's great commission. There's a special place in hell, and there's a special place in hell for the bishops and the pastors. Listen to me very carefully and the preachers, so-called church leaders who sexually molested and abused children and women and men in the church under that power that they wielded. As I speak, listen to me, this is an abomination before God Almighty. As I speak to you today, the Catholic Church in New Mexico is paying out millions and millions of dollars to the poor children that they, they raped at the altar. Let me help you by sticking their penis in the anus of little boys. Nuns sticking crosses and violating little girls' vaginas and other such demonic, satanic, hellacious activity. Oh, there's a special place in hell for you, my dear friend. If you can get saved, you better get saved.
right now. I'm talking to church folks. Popes and bishops. I still believe that the Pope that resigned, I forget his name, Benedict, ought to be uh, arrested and uh, put in jail, at least for a short time. Apology is not enough. The Pope doing his number is not enough. Somebody's head needs to roll. It, it ought to be a Pope for all of this damnable foolishness. You want to know why we got a whole bunch of homosexuals in our society today? Men who don't know their men and girls who don't know their girls, boys don't know their boys. is because of these devilish priests and preachers and pastors who have sexually abused them. They don't know up from down. I mean, even Bobby Brown and 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 I I I I think I forgot to make make sure that our editors here put that up. Even Bobby Brown. Can you imagine Bobby? And you know this is a revelation. Even the tough and rough looking and acting Bobby Brown. No wonder uh, 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 Whitney Houston went through so much hell with him. You know why? I mean, for, and for a black man to tell this, it's true. He's not going to make that up. He's acted out and acted crazy for years. You know why? Because a Catholic priest tried to rape him. You never know what people have gone through. No wonder he's acted so crazy and so disrespectful. And so whorish. His wife died. Daughter died. What kind of... It was a hellacious life. No doubt because of how he was being abused or trying to be raped by a priest, a Catholic priest. For a black man to say that, buddy, you know, he has a, a tough persona, buddy, that happened. And, and more may have happened. We don't know. Oh, and listen to me, you priests, you Pharisees and you Sadducees who went to the best schools... If you have abused and raped women and children, boys and girls, there's a special hot place in hell for you. You mark it down. And all the money in the world will not take away these evil sins. And here's where you're going. Jesus Christ said in Mark 9, 43 through 48, And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. Just cut it off. If your hand causes you to offend God and offend you, cut it off. Because see, you must understand that when you offend God by sinning against Him, you offend yourself. So sin is very stupid. As one prophet said, sin makes you stupid. It is better for thee, Jesus Christ said, and by the way, Jesus Christ was a hellfire and brimstone preacher, even though he's very loving. He is love. He preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. He preached more on hell than any uh, apostle in the New Testament. 
Jesus Christ said, It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Let me ask you, you think a, a priest, a bishop, a pastor, Baptist, Methodist, uh, uh, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Evangelical, going to get away with that? Huh? No, no. Listen, let me help you. God made it clear. Vengeance is mine. I will repay. And yes, part of the payment is those millions of dollars the Catholic Church has had to pay out. I don't know who their insurance company is. I don't know. But they've paid out billions to cover the pain they cause people for the rest of their life. Bobby Brown said that it has that priest trying to rape him impacted his life all of his life. That's Bobby Brown. All, all, all men. We all, you know, we think that Bobby Brown was, you know, he just—he's one of those gangsters. Man, a man's man. You don't know who has been molested. I thank God I've never been molested. I don't know how that feels, but it must be—it must feel terrible. I tell you one thing: I have done, and you better do it too. Uh. And that is, ask your children, have they ever been molested? Because you need to deal with, if something like that has happened, God forbid, you better deal with that early. And, and get that out of them now and try to help them get over that because it's going to mess their lives up. They'll turn into homosexuals, they'll turn into lesbians. If they have been molested raped, someone trying to do it, twisting their minds up, especially a preacher, a pastor, a bishop, God forbid, because they see them as representing God, that, that messes their psychology up for life, people. You know why some of these young people hate the church and hate uh, don't want to go to the church because they've been molested by some perverted devil in the church. And, and sometimes these people look so innocent and they're devils. Nuns look, nuns look so innocent but they're devils. Rape the basketball players that play on the basketball team. Rape little girls with crosses, crucifixes. get pregnant by the priest and the pastor and the bishop and the pope and then kill the baby and then go marching. Listen to me. And they're the main ones out there marching against abortion. Maybe God didn't move as fast on that issue because the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church, they were killing just as many babies as the lost heathen out here with the signs up. The devil is a lie. Don't 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 bother with me with that. No, no, I don't want to hear it. Hypocrites who will kill a baby and then go march against abortion that they use to kill the baby, murder the baby with. Pastors have paid for their daughters to have abortions. Why? To to keep their salary, to keep that position. 
and used a doctor in the church to do it. Don't tell me. I know. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. You want to run over to Bo Peep's house. You want to run over to uh, Sylvia's house with your feet. Huh? You know how to go get it, don't you? Remember now, you offend God with your sin and you offend yourself. You, you, you hurt yourself every time you sin. I know it's pleasurable, but every time you sin, you hurt yourself. Cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life. You ought to get a, a, a skip and a hop and go to heaven than to go to hell walking straight. Be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. The fire that never shall be quenched. The fire that never shall be quenched. He said, preacher, are there priests and pastors and bishops and popes in hell today? Yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. Because you do that against God, you use his name to rape little boys and rape little girls and destroy their lives. You going to hell, my friend? You can pay out all the millions and billions of dollars you want. They deserve that. And, uh, and, and you're going to hell because vengeance is mine. God said, I will repay. And God does not play. God does not joke around. I know you think he does because you've been taught by the blind, leading the blind. That's what the sweet evangelical movement is all about now. Trying to cover up sin and make everybody feel good. The devil is a lie. And it's far reaching across all denominations. Just like the charismatic movement at one time was crossing all denominations and, and has influenced all denominations. Evangelicalism has done, done the same, but I believe theirs is more deadly. Because of the authority that it, that, that it appears that they have. Because of their education. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee. You, oh, you, so you, bless your heart. You're addicted to pornography and you're a Christian. So you want to go to a symposium by the promise keepers to help you with that. First of all, the promise keepers if they had any sense, would not have that. They would not, they would not have a symposium or some kind of conference on overcoming uh, the addiction of pornography because they're supposed to be saved. If you're saved and you have Jesus on li on, living on the inside of you, you, you may slip and look at a little pornography here and now and then, maybe trying to get it up for your wife who's not as attractive as she used to be, uh, something like that right there. But you're not going to keep on sitting there with Jesus watching pornography. That's not happening. So if your eyes offend thee, maybe you're lost. You, 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 you're addicted, you're lost, and you're on your way to hell. This is no struggle for a born-again Christian. They do it, and watch this. Here's what God wants you to tell the truth about. Now, if you're saved, you are looking at it because you want to look at it in the flesh.
You want to look at it, you devil. Huh? Just tell the truth and shame the devil. You, you need a release and you're not getting in a vagina. And so you want to claim that you're addicted. So that you can masturbate. But if you can sit there and watch that with Jesus living on the inside of you, I can tell you right now, that's not happening. There's no struggle. You're going to stop that. <laughs> I assure you, if you know Jesus, if Jesus is in you, the Holy Ghost of God is in you, you're going to stop that. It's one thing to be tempted, it's one thing to fall, but there's another thing in getting up again. And for the child of God, that's what's going to happen. See? So if your eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And no man, no man loves a beautiful woman more than me. But once you get saved, the Lord Jesus Christ in you, the Holy Ghost of God in you, will teach you to fear God. That's the only reason, let me tell you the truth, the only reason why I don't look at pornography and get hooked up with other women inside pieces is not because I'm a good person. I have a good Savior. And He's taught me through chastisement uh, to fear Him. And to respect him. And that you can't do ugly. Because God does not like ugly. If I was not saved by the grace of God. I would have several side pieces. And I would look at pornography as much as I wanted to. But I am saved. I have Jesus living on the inside of me. The Holy Spirit of God. I'm not a good fellow. I have a great savior. And once he gets on the inside of you, he will, he'll be talking to you. And the people who are truly saved, they nod their head. Yes, sir. Amen, preacher. Amen, preacher. But there's something on the inside. Not just conscience. No, no, no. Oh, we can, we can, we can uh, see uh, the conscience with a hot iron. Uh, but you can't see the Holy Ghost. He'd be talking to you just like a person. Don't look at that. Don't look at that. Okay, don't look at it again. You saw it. Okay, don't look at it again. You saw it out of periphery. Why you turn your head? Don't do that. All that, all day. All that, all day. <laughs> and you better obey him. Because see here, the <clears throat> reason is, is because the first uh, level of punishment or chastisement is very painful. And it's called broken fellowship with God. That gets my attention real quick. I don't want that. No. Mm -mm. I don't like that pain. It's a deep inside pain that you, and watch this, watch this. It won't go away until you really get your act together about that, whatever you're doing. Deep down on the inside, in your soul, uh -uh. your spirit. Oh, no, Danny B does not want that. Uh -uh. Uh, it's too painful. That's the first line of chastisement and rebuke. Broken fellowship with God. <clears throat> so there's no need for me to be looking at pornography or looking at a woman too long. I thank God. Now one thing I give my wife credit for, she's never failed in that area. 
Thank God I have a wife who does not mind having sex at any time. And that's, that's, uh, that's what you need. You don't need pornography. You need to be able to have sex legally where you don't feel guilty. And so, dear friends, it's better for you to pluck your eye out. It's better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. This is nothing to play with. This is not a joke. I don't care what the sweet evangelist got to say about nothing anymore. Nothing. Nothing. Because some of them think this is a joke. They don't even preach it anymore. And what God told me to predict came out to be true. Uh, Bonner and, and Pew and everybody else. They've done the research and they're backing up what I said before they even did the research. Over half of the so-called pastors uh, 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 need to resign. I said that before the research came out. And on yesterday we find out 63% don't even have a biblical worldview. In other words, they don't believe the Bible. So I'm preaching to the, the, the church folks and the people who are outside of the church doors who have never been in a church. And if I'm going to preach this hard against the church folk, you better get saved too. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Just believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Hell is bad news. Jesus preached the bad news because if you don't understand the bad news, you're not going to understand the good news. Hell is bad news. But I have some good news for you. Church folks, and people outside of the church. Jesus Christ said these magnificent, wonderful, loving words. The most important words in the history of the world. Shakespeare can't touch it. Milton can't touch it. Plato can't touch it. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe it. Don't question it. Believe it. Jesus Christ has never lied. He cannot lie. God loves you so much. His love is mind-boggling to me. I cannot get my head around his grace or his love, or his mercy. But I thank God for it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Dear friend, just believe in the Son of God. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, with all of your heart that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart.
to save your soul today, and he will. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says it very clearly here, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. Saved from what? Saved from the hell you deserve. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from the hell you deserve and saved to the heaven you don't deserve. I want to encourage you strongly to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God, and then call on his name. Seal the deal with a prayer, the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase if you want to be saved and you have believed in your heart in Jesus Christ for your soul's salvation. Now that you understand salvation better, let's pray to God for your soul's salvation. Follow me phrase after phrase. Repeat after me phrase after by phrase and uh, believe in your heart in Jesus Christ and his gospel, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for your sins. He paid your sin debt. He paid it all. You don't have enough money to pay for this. Joining a church will not get you saved. Being in a church will not save you. Um, getting baptized will not save you. These are good things to do after you get saved. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have sinned against you many times. For I admit that I have lied to you. I have stolen things before. I have lied to others before. I have lusted in my heart uh, after people and things. I have dishonored you uh, by taking your name in vain. I have dishonored my parents by disrespecting them and disobeying them. So, Lord, I know that I am guilty before you, for that's just five of your commandments that I have disobeyed. Out of your Ten Commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my wicked sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, as I now believe in him, I believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for my sins. 
He was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul from hell today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you, Lord Jesus Christ, in the new life. For it is in your holy name, Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, he is the Lamb of God, the sacrificial Passover Lamb of God for the whole world, not just the Jews, who suffered and bled and died who never sinned in word, thought, or deed, but yet he chose to suffer, bleed, and die for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. If you believed in him, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to GospelLightSociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email us at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you to help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian, the disciple that God wants you to be. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good, is my prayer. If the Lord tells us coming and we live, I might be back tonight. I have preached so long this morning. You know I'm becoming an old man now. I might be back this evening for our... Wednesday night uh, prayer service uh, as we go through the long-running Praying Through the Bible series. Uh, I think we are approaching 500. We, I know that we're approaching. We're a few more Wednesdays from 500. Uh, but we're not in a rush. And so, uh, after preaching for basically three hours today already and teaching the Word of God and everything else and preaching the gospel. Uh, I may be back this evening. I may not be. 
But uh, here's what you need to do as a child of God. Pray without ceasing. If you're not a child of God, if you're not saved, you need to get saved. And so let's all stand for our closing prayer. Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you so much for what you've done here this morning and this early afternoon. I give you the glory, I give you the praise, and I give you the honor. Bless us with a wonderful afterglow meal and a wonderful afternoon and evening. And Lord, if it's your will for me to come back tonight to preach uh, the um, Praying Through the Bible series. Lord, have everything to work out for that to happen. Give me your grace and your strength to do so. And uh, Lord, we pray that uh, your will will be done. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for our sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, I'll fly away.